Welcome to the Fireside Podcast. It's international break time. Welcome, Scotland squad. We have been sitting on this uh, Scotland squad announcement for a little bit of a while now, um, but now's a perfect time to do it since there's nothing else has happened this week. So um, we can we can just dive straight into Scotland and we don't have to talk about anything else because nothing's happened. Um, so without further ado, I'm here with Matthew Thompson. Hello, and to our international friends, hola. Rostier. Um, hello. Billy Kirkpatrick. Hello. And Craig Gregor. Evening. Evening. It's back. Um, I'll, we'll just I'll run through quickly what the squad that was announced. Um, and then we'll we'll take it from there. Really. So the squad squad was announced just over a week ago mm. now. I think, I believe. Um, and the squad that was announced was the goalkeepers are David Marshall, Craig Gordon, uh, and John McLaughlin. In defence, Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, Declan Gallagher, Scott McKenna, Stephen O'Donnell, Liam Palmer, Grant Hanley, Andrew Considine, Greg Taylor, and Jack Hendry. In midfield, John McGinn, Cal McGregor, Ryan Christie, Scott McTominay, Ryan Jack, now removed, Kenny McLean, <clears throat> Stuart Armstrong, and John Fleck. And forwards, the big story, Lyndon Dykes, Ollie McBurney, Ryan Fraser, Kevin Nisbet, and Che Adams. Welcome to the Welcome. squad. Finally. Um, only one withdrawal from the squad so far, as mentioned, and that is Ryan Jack, he's out through injury. Uh, I don't think that's much of a surprise, to be honest. No. Uh, it was, I, was, I was more surprised that he was called up in the first place, to be honest. <clears throat> um, there, we, Craig's listed uh, a bunch of players as well that haven't been called up, but looking through the list, to be honest, there's quite a few there that you'd, you'd think maybe deserve to be called up. Um. If you if you're list. talking, uh, who's in? This list was uh, based on uh, the the bookies' um, favourites to make the well, not the favourites, but the list that the bookies had to make the the Scotland squad for the Euros. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> um, a name on there in the midfielders, David Turnbull. He's on relatively good form at a um, shaky Celtic at the moment, um, along with Ryan Gold. Who's uh, just been highlighted by someone else? Mm-hmm. He's also one that that could have been could have been called up, but hasn't. I'm sure there's there's thinking behind that and and why Steve Clark hasn't called up these players. For me, the the squad is. I get that. Um, I get that Steve has wanted to place his trust in the players that got his qualifying. <clears throat> Um, for the Euros, but there's a there's a few names there that I feel maybe were more deserving of a, a place in this squad, based on current form and uh, you know uh, ability. I, I feel that I don't want us to get into position where we're just picking names 
because these are the the good guys that got us to the Euros in mm. a one-off game. Well, um, yeah, that prime example of that is um, Lee Griffiths. He's not in the squad. He's not played games. He's played like twelve minutes or something since the last Scotland international break, and rightfully so, didn't get called up. The one that yes. um, stands out for me is um, is Kevin Nisbet over Shankland. Whereas it seemed like coming at the last international break, you would you could argue that Nisbet was in better form, but now Shankland's in better form than Nisbet, and Nisbet's the one that get called up. It's a, it's a strange one. I, I feel like this this international window, like whatever you want to call it, is there's a few like there's a few names in there that are are definitely like let's see how they how they gel with the squad. Let's have a look at them when they're playing. Um, the rest are fairly standard picks, to be honest. Um, I'm excited to see what Jack Hendry can do. He's been away on loan in Belgium. Um, he seems to be talking and talking fairly confidently. More, certainly more confident than he was like a couple of years ago now. Um, about his about his place playing, and I think is an interesting one that certainly will be. Good, good to see him get at least a game out of these three games. I, I think he's deserving. Um, you know, as a, a big follower of the Belgian league, you know, Ustenda have, you know, really put in some, you know, decent performances, and Jack has been a, a staple of the defence. And um, within that, and you know, if you look at the other centre halves that have been called up, um, Declan Gallagher, you know, he's only there because he's, you know, he's had a few good games internationally, but his club form has been horrendous. To be fair, you, know, you are looking. You are looking at the other centre halves, and well, I, I, I <laughs> think you know. He, I, I think you know. Quite honest, I think Jack Henry probably, you know, barring an absolute disaster, if he starts, if he starts tomorrow, barring an absolute shambolic disaster, he should start all three games. Yeah, I think. I'd, I'd actually potentially agree with you on that. Looking at the list of centre halves, are there? You know, unless tomorrow night he has an absolute shit show of a game, then fair enough, I'll accept that. But if he plays, you know, relatively well, you know, why not start multi games? He's clearly shown that he's, you know, he's got that self belief there. You know, and that's the kind of players you want in the team. People that have got faith in their own ability to 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 play well. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, um, especially with some of these guys who are a wee bit in the younger side, I think it's a good time to get to get them in. I know. Um, Billy Gilmore has not been mentioned, but he's one that was and David Turnbull included are both very close, I would say, to um getting so the, the 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 Jack Hendry thing, um just looking through some Usten previous fixtures, they do seem to favour a, a back three slash five, which is um no coincidence that that's what uh, Steve Clark's been playing for Scotland recently. So, it it would be used to playing in that in that sort of that back three system. It's just where where he slots in and gels with other players in that. The one thing I'd say about Jack formation. Henry is um he seems to be from what I remember him at Celtic anyway and in his previous Scotland games. I can't say I've watched him in Belgium. He seemed to be like a more of a ball playing centre half, which is what McTominay was doing in that position. So it's one of those ones as he's been brought in, which will allow McTominay to 
push into the midfield where it says obviously his strongest position. I think that's where most people want him to, to play. Yeah, you want the best. Player, I think, uh, the that's probably that's probably like ninety percent like exactly what's going to happen. To be honest, when you're looking at it, that McTominay has been he's, he's hit some really good good form for Man United. He's sort of become a, a rocking midfield for them, and he starts quite often now for them. And I feel like he, especially looking at other midfielders in there, I think he might be wasted if we play him at centre half. Especially with Jack dropping out as well, he's opening a big gap. And with Ryan Jack dropped out, it gives gives a permission, permission away, position away to someone. I think for me as well. I think you know if you're going to play the back five, I think you need you know you need probably out of the three, you need two that are more your kind of ball stopping, ball winning centre halves. And then that third centre half is your ball playing and the one that starts the, you know, attacking phase from the back, um, you know, and I think you know. Scott well, you're did looking a, did a good job there, mm-hmm. but you know, for the games that he's played for Man United, he's been much better in that holding midfield position. Yeah. And I think he'd be a real asset to Scotland in that position. He's had one or two, you know, off games, but who doesn't? I think the the real real question is. To be honest, the the right back position or right wing back position, like that's it's really quite open, and he's called up the same two right backs as before, and I think it's six and a half a dozen who you're picking. I, I, I mean, I know he said in his press conference that Nathan Patterson will have his chance, but why wasn't he called up? I, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't, I, I cannot, for the life of me, understand how he's not in that squad at the right back position. I, I can't. One of the games we've got is against all oh, fair, fair play, and you know every um, game at this level is you, you don't get too many easy games when you're in Scotland's position. But one game is against Faroe Islands. It should be a a walkover for Scotland. Mm. Players like David Turnbull and Nathan Patterson they should have been given a chance in this because he had he had the opportunity to have a bigger squad for this uh, these run of games. I, I was I was thinking that we could we could have had a, a bigger squad. We could have called up the likes of Nathan Patterson. David Turnbull, um, <laughs> Ryan Gold, uh, Stephen Welsh. Even I know he's not exactly played loads, but recently he's been a, a mainstay in that Celtic team, and certainly he's certainly he he'll be due a call up very soon as well. I think. Is there anyone actually there that genuinely believes that Stephen O'Donnell is currently in better form than Nathan Patterson? Uh, no, I don't. I genuinely don't think. Stephen O'Donnell is. Like, no, I, I'm. I'm at, a, I'm at a complete loss. I, mm-hmm. I genuinely, I'm at a complete loss. I think the only the, the only issue is is Steve Clark's got his. I don't want to say his pals, but he's got his players that he likes and he trusts, and of course he's going to call them up first over someone else, and maybe he's just not quite sure on Patterson given his age. But I don't think that's an excuse. Yeah, that's just him, that's probably his reasoning. Obviously, Steve, um, managing Kilmarnock, spent a lot of time with O'Donnell. Not to say that, um, like he said about being pals or whatever, but I think that will play quite a large part in um, knowing what he's like as a person and what he's like, where he doesn't know much about Nathan Patterson. But it does baffle me how he can't can't get in the team when he's quite clearly um, as good, if not um, better. I would have been um, quite interested to to try one of the 
two world-class left-backs we have at right-back again. I know neither of them really particularly want to be pushed over to right-back, but it's two players that, that have to be, well, they don't have to be in your team, but they, when you've got two quality players like that, you want to try and get them in the same team, and where it's playing one at centre-half and one at left-back, or trying to get see if one can fit in at right-back. It's just... Well, I did. Ju- I, I have just noticed that in that squad there is technically three left backs. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining Kieran Tierney's been called up as a, a centre half. Yeah, for this seems that way. I've also just completely like I know I I, meant, I read out the squad, but I've just I've, I've actually just noticed that Grant Hanley's there. Um, it's a name that I've, I've not not seen mentioned uh, in an awful long time for. For a good reason. Scotland, yeah. Well, I think that's very harsh. It is is playing consistently in a decent Norwich side who are currently sitting top of the championship. I think he's well worth his call up at the moment. I think he's um, another one that brings leadership into the squad as well because I believe he is the Norwich captain, which having mm-hmm. multiple captains in the squad does help. Mm-hmm. And he has brought with him uh, the mayor of Norwich, Kenny McLean. So that's good. Uh, if we come away from defenders and look at the goalkeepers, um, three goalkeepers in relatively advanced age. That and we are. I'm just going to say we're an aging side in general, but there's some young players in there. But it's just. I don't. I don't see what other goalkeeper could have got called up. To be fair, the although McLaughlin's not played mm-hmm. much at all this season, he had when he has filled in for McGregor, he has performed. Right, he's had what um, ten clean sheets in eleven games. He's played yeah. for Rangers. Mm-hmm. I think. I. I don't know. Like I'd maybe have been inclined to take Robbie McCrory again. Um, I know he's he's been in and out of that Livingston team, but. Is young, and I feel feel like that that's definitely an experience that would be highly valued. Yeah, I've got by him. Especially because I can't see who's rotating the the goalkeepers much. I, I I feel like David Marshall has that position. Maybe maybe for the Faroe Islands, Islands game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I agree. I would pot, I would potentially yeah, taking yeah. someone younger and giving them a little bit of a run out in the Faroe Islands game, just to try and get new folk coming through into the squad. In some capacity, yeah, I've got to agree with both of you. I don't understand why we have to have three goalies who are all three pensioners. Well, extremely experienced, and obviously, like, I understand having like one or two. Can I just say that goalie getting injured is quite, quite slim. Quite slim. Yeah. Well, no, the three goalkeepers make sense. That's generally what happens, to be honest. (laughs) Um. If if you if we're if we're talking about their clubs, um, I'm, I'm sure uh, Hearts will be quite quite disappointed that they didn't have um Craig Gordon last night. Um, he uh, might be a difference maker for them, and uh, he's away on international duty, and he's he's not going to play a game. I actually take the opposite opinion. I actually think the goalkeepers are the right three to be called up. Um, for me, the reasoning behind this is that you know if you take for instance, Alan McGregor at Rangers this season. And experience and the leadership. He's retired. I know he's he's retired. No, no, I'm not football. talking about the Scotland squad, but just him right. in general for for Rangers this season. You know, he's been an experienced figure, someone that's motivated the team, someone that's a leader and can you know knows what it's like to win games. 
I think having three experienced goalkeepers is not necessarily a, a bad thing. Um, yeah, you could maybe have argued one of the younger keepers in, but you know, if you look at the names in the list, Scott Bain, too inconsistent at Celtic, Xander Clark playing with St Johnston, probably in the in the very very far few fringes of the the squad. Robin McCrory been in out the Livingston team like a yo-yo, and when he's been in the team, his performances again have been very inconsistent. And um, Liam Kelly, who's been at Motherwell and they've been conceding goals for fun. So, True. no, n- none of those four for me. Um, you look at the three, you know, you've got Craig Gordon, been there, done that, wore the T-shirt, very experienced figure, a motivational guy to be around, a leader. Uh, David Marshall, national hero, so you can't say no to him. Uh, and John McLaughlin, another experienced dab hand um, that, you know, has been in that, mentality of winning game after game with Rangers, albeit on the bench, but the games he has played, you know, he's played well uh, and kept clean sheets. So I, I, I really can't, for me, I can't see any other option than the three there. I, the only one I'd... It's a thing, like, John McLaughlin's really not played much at all recently. When you actually, like, look at it, yeah, he got quite a spell at the start of the season and but kind of since then it's been, he's, he's really not been in anything. Craig Gordon's um, in a Hearts side with some very um, fluctuating form in terms of conceding goals. And well, personally, I just wish Alan McGregor would come out of retirement. I, I do. I, I just don't. I don't see that at all. Bring him out of retirement because he is thirty nine. He is the best um, keeper we have. Um, I, I think there's not even a question about that. But he's uh, he's done with international football. Yeah, I just it wouldn't be worth his time either. Like I guess the concept. The idea he gets of, a good break. Yeah, but the idea of playing a, a sort of that major tournament. I understand that at thirty nine playing all through your summer as well probably isn't that appealing, but. Surely the idea of going to a major tournament with Scotland has to be tempting. It would be. I thought it would. I think it would tempt me if I were in that. But when I knew I could. True, but think it. Look, look at Hungary though. In the Euro twenty sixteen, their keeper was forty. But that that no that my point now with that is that do you not think that would be outrageous, like for someone to be dropped for the Euros and and. Not bringing Alan the, McGregor. Not when he's the best keeper in the country by country mile. No, no. I feel like David Marshall could feel quite. It, it done would, by it, oh yeah, you'd be you'd you'd be you'd be raging if you're if you're, if you're that if you're the goalkeeper. Uh huh. Yeah. But like, look at what David Marshall did for Scotland. He's he's been consistently good recently for Scotland. And if you were to just drop him now for Alan McGregor because of his club form is. Well, okay, well maybe, also not, maybe not put Alan McGregor straight into the number one spot, but put him into the squad at least. Well, Marshall also else. hasn't he hasn't played like football in over a month. I'm pretty sure. Is he not? No, he's been out injured. So no, he was, yeah, on the bench he, last two he years was out. He was out injured for like a few weeks. I remember seeing that when they were talking about the squad possibly getting called up. So true, but um, having concerns over that would be pretty reasonable. And I'm not saying that we should drop David Marshall when either. when Billy says. Uh, Alan McGregor just in the squad for that experience. I mean, then you're choosing one of these one of these three very experienced goalkeepers to drop for another experienced well, goalkeeper. Yeah. Just, yeah, but Alan I mean, McGregor it's dropping it. it's dropping experience for experience. It really doesn't make much sense I mean, to me. Alan McGregor's probably get more experience than all, especially all John McLaughlin. Combined, perhaps. Yeah. 
maybe not like Craig <clears throat> Gordon, but well, he probably no. has had more. Ex- well, I think, I, there's sort of eighty five European games for Rangers. Yeah, UEFA Cup every, final. Regardless, though, it's a hypothetical point. It's just a hypothetical point I was making. Yeah, uh, that's fine. So, um, the one thing I see as well is, I, I'm no, I'm not not a manager. I don't I, I don't really understand the things. But if you've got the twenty three man squad for the Euros, I don't understand why we have to have three goalkeepers in it. <laughs> it's the uh, I. Is that not a training thing? I, I, I don't I don't know, but I was on like because in quite my, in my opinion, I, if two goalkeepers is plenty fine. To, to I have. might be wrong, but I think that's a UEFA rule. I think that's actually just a, a rule? an actual rule. I'm, I might be wrong in that, but I think you have to have three goalkeepers. In the I was just I always just players. assumed it was a a training thing because quite often, it or like slash warm up thing like because quite often at other like at clubs. They've got three goalkeepers like in a match day squad, if you know what I mean, yeah. and they all warm up together. And because obviously, like the goalkeeping coach like takes the the starting goalkeeper, and then the other two sort of warm up together. So I'd say it's quite rare for a club at club level to have three goalkeepers in a match. Day well, it depends squad. what depends what club level you're talking about. You watch Air Craig. Yeah, at Celtic games you'll have Air struggle to get one goalkeeper. We have two goalies at Celtic. Have two, three goalies on the bench. Not on the bench. I mean, mm-hmm. not actually in the match they squad though, but they'll have three goals. No, not on the bench. Call them up to the, the squad. Ma- like, uh-huh. What about Sinisalo? Call him up to the squad. Nice. No, Is he Scottish? No, he's only twenty-one. Oh, for fuck off! Yeah, we're just gonna ignore that. Um... Christ, you are so dense, Matt. Right. We've been. I didn't even know. No, 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 no. No, 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 no! I, I, you need, no, you, you need to just go and sit down, Matt. Just take a minute. I didn't, okay? I didn't know. If um, I knew it was on a bit, I didn't have a clue. We've we've been a bit backwards. We did defenders and goalkeepers, so we'll do forwards then midfielders. That's your other coaches, just for the patter. So uh, we don't have we don't, we don't know who the coaches are, so we can't uh, tell actually, you that. The, the greatest shot ever to grace I the Premier League, John Carver. Shh. shh. Oh, no. Um. We we have the forwards. Um, none of them score goals apart from uh, new addition Che Adams. Kevin Nisbet scores goals. Kevin, Kevin Nisbet scores does goals does for an average hip side. Occasionally, occasionally, yes. Um, I don't. I don't. Say it, I'm gonna. Say it. No, 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 no. We'll start with um, Ryan Fraser. Um, it is. An easy one. I feel like he was a no-brainer to pick, but no. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I'm a bit confused. I understand there's other players that can play out wide and can play wing positions, but I mean, um, to yeah. only have Ryan Fraser that's like an out-and-out winger is. Well, really he's been weird. playing central sometimes for Newcastle in, in the previous Scotland game they played before he got injured. He was playing central as well, like in behind the strikers or in a, in a as a small man in the front too. It would have been difficult to call up um, James Forrest, obviously, just coming back from injury. I feel like he would have perhaps merited a play, shouldn't it, if he didn't get injured. Obviously, that's been... What months upon yeah, months of, of his injury, and he's now 
starting to get the occasional game back for Celtic. Which yeah, no, I, I think it was it there was without a doubt that James Forrest, Forrest, yep, Forrest wasn't going to get into this squad, but certainly is one for for the looking out for for the Euros. Um, Especially if it is going to be a five at the back, he has had experience playing that right wing back position in Europe. Uh-huh. He brings a more attacking threat in that right wing, right wing back position than what you get in uh, Adorno and Palmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, like at the Euros, it's like, do you want to play be playing someone that's quite attack minded in that position? I know James Forrest is actually quite good for chasing back and covering for for his right back so I don't know it could be an interesting question um it does have no neck Billy thank you <laughs> yeah the, the 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 actual strikers in the squad um Lyndon Dykes who's been he's been good for Scotland um but score goals. off form for QPR I, yeah I think the last time I seen a stat on on it, it was like he hadn't scored some since November or something ridiculous for QPR. I feel like so unless he scored since I seen that stat, then he has. Uh, he scored at the weekend, I think. Oh, well, there we go. There you go. Um, I feel like Kevin is, uh, but I feel I feel like he's worth he's he was worth his call up. Um, like Craig mentioned, maybe it's a bit reversed with uh, Shanklin getting a call up before and. Nisbet not, and now Nisbet getting a call up now. When maybe you'd think it would be the other way around, but who knows? Who knows what the thinking was? Um, che Adams. I mean, Steve Clark's been be- been a busy boy with that one. He's been on the phone, and he's been like, you know what? Just just come, come play for Scotland. And Che Adams been like, um. All right. Yeah. yeah. He thought he's thought long and hard about it about the fact that he's not going to play for he England. He said no. Then so. we qualified for a major tournament, and then we got him. And he was like, "Yeah, you yeah, know what? You but 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 when he plays tomorrow night, there's no." No, going I, back. I want him to do well. Um, when he was asked the first time, it was four years ago, three or four years ago. Now he, he was still a young boy, and he's. T- he decided no, to keep boy. his options open because yeah. To be fair, I don't blame him for that. Where could he just go to that point? It's the right thing to do. Um, and the elephant in the room, Ollie McBurney, um, <laughs> bottom of the table, Sheffield United, <laughs> doesn't score fucking goals. Um, stop calling him up. The one thing I, I don't understand the is Lyndon Dykes also does not. Score goals. No, 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 no. I do, I've already mentioned that about Lyndon Dice. Scored at the weekend. I'm, Dice is I, I'm, I'm saying that Ollie McBurney. Scotland top. It's my Uh huh. Ollie McBurney is is not done anything in a Scotland top apart from be a big lanky dick. The one thing I don't understand I is Ollie McBurney and Lyndon Dice are two very similar players. They're both the big men that you can. Yeah. So cool. So it doesn't make sense to have two. Then you'd be better and off I, I, calling up the likes of Ollie Burke who does actually give you that different option because he's got that pace where he if can be like darting you, in behind if you're going to ask me how Lyndon Dykes and Ollie McBurney which one I want to be playing that big man role is Lyndon Dykes because from what I've seen in a Scotland top he does it a lot better um, Ollie McBurney in a Scotland top whenever he's put it on is just been 
woeful and like I don't know where where people are like get confused. The amount of times that I've like I've said that I don't like him in Focal Arts just because he's he's a Rangers fan. No, it's because he's just not good. So that doesn't help. It's in all at Burnley and London Dykes, although I said they're very similar players. All at Burnley the way Scotland played didn't suit Alan Burnley because he wanted the style of play. he wants to play to be in, around him. Whereas mm-hmm. even though it didn't like Lyndon Dykes, he he worked um, like hard into different positions and he wasn't just a big man. And so that completely would... different types of strikers in the sense that one's gonna try run the channels and one's gonna really put the pressure on. Like Burnley is probably just gonna stand there and kind of want the ball to feet. Yeah, a lot. That genuinely, that's my like every time. It, see when he came, it was coming off the bench the last couple of international games. He's just sort of come on, stood about in the center circle, asked for the ball, lost the ball, lost a header, fallen over, and then it's like we're getting attacked against, and he just kind of stands there wandering about, holding his fucking twiddling his thumbs. Like the last couple of international games, I think he's been performing a lot better than what he has. It it it, it was a bit better and. One of them, I, I think. I thought he held the ball up quite well in a couple of the games he was, like when he came on just for like the last five minutes or so. He was shoehorned into a failing Alex McLeish team and that, like, it was hard for someone to get their debut in that team and then still be be liked as such because it wasn't a good team. They weren't playing good football at all. They, they went to Kazakhstan and lost 3-0. True. But he's not exactly kicked on since since no. then, has he? Whereas other players have, but then and that's where you've got to got to like all that thing, all that stuff might be in his mind, um, and things like that. So, but it's, I, I hope I hope he proves us wrong. I hope he comes off the bench, or where he, I'm assuming he's not going to start tomorrow. But if he comes off the bench and scores, or if he like, even just performs well, um. Or if it comes to Euros and he gets called up and he scores his hatchery against England, I'm sure all things will be forgiven. It's just one that's that's actually baffling. Like, to be fair, we don't have a phenomenal it, selection of strikers to actually. Yeah, but it, it's the fact that he he's a a a a club team that are absolutely woeful. Like no one could get them going at the moment, and. Yeah, but you got to look at it. It's still the Premier League. It's still the best league in the world he's playing in. It's, but he's, well, you say he's playing in, but he's done absolutely sweet fuck all this oh, season. Uh, yeah, but you can't, oh. you can't blame one guy's performance. But it's no, I'm, not, I, I didn't, players, I'm not, so. not blaming him. I'm just saying that if he's not performing at club level, like, look, they've still scored some goals this season. So, um, going on the fact that um, he's not playing for a very good team, uh, that are not in good form at all this season. Uh, we can move into the midfielders where there's another player from that team. Oh yeah, I don't understand there is. that one either. Doesn't make sense, no. Uh, John Fleck. Other than the fact he's good. No, no, but <laughs> going other than the fact he's good, where's the evidence? Because they no, get you're, you're annihilated in the midfield every game, dice. every week. Um... A guy who's scored what one goal? I said I'm picking him. I'm picking him over Ollie McBurney. No, but out of those two, I all I also I also did say that that Lind- I also did say that Lyndon Dykes hasn't been very good, and it is a bit of a weird one to get called up again. But I said I'd pick him over McBurney. That's what I said. 
Yes, but if if Steve Clark has picked guys who aren't playing well at club level, I don't think there's a problem with him picking John Flight. He's a guy who's experienced enough, experienced enough at a top level that he's probably could merit a pick. But I would rather, I think, him and David Turnbull are quite similar players, and I'd rather have David Turnbull on the team. Well, my, my, my only problem with David Turnbull is, and I know you guys are going to say, oh, but uh, he has only played half a season. But yeah. we don't go on how, how much they played the season. We go on how they played recently. It's on form is why they get called up. Well, not in this Scotland team. It's not if we're picking McBurney and... But that's how, that, that's how that's how they they pick na- the national teams usually is go on, on their, their recent form and well, not... not oh, he, oh, he, oh, he's played the whole season. We'll, pick, we'll call him up. Can I just, can I just a mix of, um, can I just like a question? Recent form. Sorry, finish quick. I was going to say it's a mix of recent form and international form as well like mm-hmm. is the, the key thing to think of when thinking picking a squad i just want to ask Julian just one question so so you're asking for us to call up john mclaughlin and nathan patterson but not david turnbull because david turnbull hasn't played that many games yeah so my justification for that is um midfield's a stack. the rangers players is that, right, that well, well if you let me finish instead of talking over me an absolute dick like every week um the reason for it is because we've got we're stacked in the midfield we don't we're not stacked at right back we've got one average right back and we've got probably tierney who is a good left back but his natural position is left back i, I agree with that i agree with that as well squad. i just think that if you've got someone that's been the standout player for celtic probably mo- most weeks i would say since the start of december um, over a guy like John Fleck, who, like, fair enough, he's playing week in, week out, but he's not really making much of an impact. I feel like I'd much rather have that creative player like Turnbull with the form he's been on in the last three months. That's that's my that's my reason. Another point for um, well, for me, you know, is um, experience. Like Turnbull has played um, one European game for Celtic. Um, I think that's irrelevant. Well. Well, you if, if you're talking Turnbull, experience, Turnbull's played multiple seasons for Motherwell no, in, but, in the midfield, consistently played multiple seasons for Motherwell yes, well as well. Premier League Nathan, pa- Na- no, no, Nathan Patterson has played a few games recently for Rangers because they've had injury problems. Clarify, I would, I would He's also, not played multiple seasons. I would, I would so you're talking experience. I would also have taken Nathan Patterson. Oh, no, so would I. No, so would I have. But I'm just, I'm just saying if you're talking experience, if you're talking... Ex- no, but if, if you're talking experience, and I'll, I'll just go back to the Nathan Patterson thing, That's what that, that, that would be your point. Yes, but surely in a position that we're currently stacked in, there's no point in bringing a guy who will not play. But we're talking about over someone, so... Bring him in over John Fleck instead well, of John, John Fleck. Fleck. Will probably not play. Um, I think we've got. Three he, he'll games. be on I the would, bench. I think John Fleck. I think we've will got play. three games. I think he will play. Yeah. I think I would. Well, I would not be surprised if one of the one of the games we start a midfield two of John Fleck and Kenny McLean. Mhm. Yeah, maybe against the Faroe Islands. I, I would be Whereas, you could, playing you could a guy have Kenny McLean played... and David Turnbull then at that point. I I would rather play David Turnbull at that point. Yes. Rather pick the guy who's played in the Premier League compared to a guy who's had half a season at Celtic. But that, that, that's again, that's just talking down league. Scottish football leagues. I mean, yeah, you've you've also got to remember before he, he earned his move to Celtic because of his form at Motherwell. He scored fifteen goals in his breakout season at Motherwell from midfield, which is quite impressive for a young player. 
Yeah, quite I, impressive I agree, from other from, that, from then, other world player as well. In my eyes, um, don't get me wrong, he's very extremely good, but in the midfield we've already got so many. It's just a not a wasted call up, but it's. But it's not like he's doing something else. It's like it's not like he's doing something else. We're talking about over John Fleck, which yeah. is like which would be it's a no brainer for everyone else here apart from you. Well, it's a no brainer for the Scotland manager as well. It seems. I think he's trying. He doesn't I think he's want made to a mistake. Include, I, don't, I, I think <clears throat> what Steve Clark is, he doesn't want to include too many youth players in and around this squad. He wants to try and build the squad and experience and 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 try and build from from that but i do think going on ability i think they they turned well they're better players so I, I, I think on I, th- I think on this one he's he's <laughs> Magic, can i just say one thing if we want to talk about how many games they've played david turnbull has played one more game than john fleck this whole season oh well there you go at that one <laughs> he's played David Turnbull's played 27 games in all competitions and John Flex played 26 now you can check that um, there's a quick count well, but else, like, I just don't think that, that's enough um, I just think well, though, with David Turnbull is better players in his position I agree and I think they've been called um, up though and then it leaves you that choice between the two well, the other players that have been called up in midfield, um, we've got the likes of John McGinn, Cal McGregor, Ryan Christie, McTominay, whether he gets deployed at centre-half or centre-mid, um, Stuart Armstrong, Kenny McLean. Kenny McLean, again, that's a, like that's a, a decent Norwich side at the moment. They're, they're doing bits. So I feel like you, you, a lot of these are justified from international form, club form, well, John McGinn, he plays He plays in the Premier League. He got called up because he plays for a, a decent Premier League team and plays well with them. Um, yeah. He's got he's got vast experience playing in the midfield and, I mean, he's carried the, the Scotland team at points as well in certain games. Mm-hmm. I think experience is the whole point of why John Fleck did get called up over Turnbull. Always got to go back to John Fleck. That's what we're talking about. Talk about John again. Move all the way from um, John Fleck, I see. Look at some of the names that maybe didn't get called up apart from David Turnbull. You've got Billy Gilmore, who I know um, Tuchel said he he says that Steve Clark should call him up even though he's not playing, which I completely disagree on. I I can't. Billy Gilmore, since uh, he came back from his injury, he's not really. uh, I don't know if he's played at all for Tuchel. I think, do they not? I, I think it's it, but, it was uh, that that managerial appointment for Chelsea was a bit of a a bit of a like bit of a a, a blow to the stomach for for Gilmore to be honest is mm-hmm. is like Frank Lampard was very keen on playing like young players and I'd actually like it, it brought him into the squad quite often and he was getting some good game time and playing well and not nothing against Tuchel but I feel like he's is not going to do the same. It's a results-driven It's a results-driven business. business, though. So you know, True. Frank Lampard wasn't getting the results. Two shells come in, brought his own style, and you know, seems to be getting the results. Yeah, doing very well. I don't think you can argue too much of the manager's plans with what he said regarding Gilmer. I mean, look at it from both sides. 
yes, you know, probably doesn't deserve to, to be in the squad if he's not playing, but by far he is our greatest youth prospect in a generation. So I think yeah, that's the, the flip side of the coin, you know. Is he better than, you know, some of those midfielders in that squad? Yes, yes he is. But does he play enough? No, he doesn't. So it's a difficult balancing act. I think it's mm-hmm. one of the ones as well, the way Tuchel talked about it as well, where he said it was his choice, it was Tuchel's choice not to send him in loan in January because he feels like if if he needs him, he, need, he, he would want to call on him. It seems like he's in possibly his future plans, maybe when he gets a chance to build his, his own, really his own team next season where he might be more involved um, with that. Who knows? Yeah, I hope, he, I hope he gets the chance. He's not so very um, good player. It's just um, you can't call up a guy that doesn't play, unfortunately, especially right now. One obviously mentioned earlier was uh, Ryan Gold. Do you think he warranted a, a call up? Yes. <laughs> no. It's a tough one. Uh, no. Um, f- for me, no. And I don't think. You look at the other midfielders that he's called up, does he offer something different? Yes. Is he as good a level? No. So, no. That's that's my thoughts on it. It's interesting. Um, Jura said that Ryan Gold deserves a call-up, even though we're stacked in midfield, but he doesn't want Turnbull. That was a, an interesting oh, thing. He keeps contradicting himself. No, but Ryan Gold is playing, obviously, in Portugal. He's been probably one of the standout players in that league. I don't see why he couldn't get called up. I think he's been a standout player in that league to us because we are Scottish and we see quite a lot of stuff about Scottish players. Seven goals and four assists in 23 games this season is not bad for a guy that's had to play left mid, centre forward, centre mid, cam. He's been all over the shop. Like, I, I, know, I know what you're try, uh, saying about perhaps of playing Turnbull. Um, it could have been six and half a dozen between him or Gold, in my opinion, who could have got called up. They're both obviously talents that we need to look at for presumably next campaign and really get all these guys involved. Well, this is this is the next campaign. This is tomorrow night's the start of the next campaign. So, really, this would have been the the time to start calling these players up. I mean, I'm going to take quite a dim view of this. You know, if if people think I'm harsh, well, so be it. Ryan's Gold time, in my opinion, has passed. He was the golden boy for a period of time. It's gone. It's gone. It He's went 25. to waste. Bye bye. Twenty-five. It doesn't matter. I, I don't think you look at the players that are coming through the twenty-ones, and you know the people that are on the fringes of the squad. He's not. He's not going to make it. He's, he's, he's See, done. Personally, I think right now, he's done. Yep, I think um, you have you have to pick John Fleck over him because uh, John Fleck play, plays in the Premier League and and Ryan Gold doesn't. So. There's your obvious choice, and that that's what's been made. Well, it certainly worked when it was Fleck over Turnbull. Exactly. I think it really is just a it's a tough one for Ryan Gold, but I I do think he is ever improving in Portugal, and I think I know that some of the bigger bigger teams in Portugal are looking at him um, this season. Potentially, if he gets a a bigger move in the summer. He, he might be able to push on and get further. Um, um, can we just can we just um, take a minute? Uh, it has been forty five minutes. Um, we have only talked about the squad, so let's 
<laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about the three games in hand. Um, as Austria, the Faroe Islands, and you could you, you couldn't row it. Israel, we're back again, baby. Uh, when, when did we last play them? It must have been ages ago. Oh, about yeah. two weeks ago, probably. Um, so we we start tomorrow night, Austria. Um, I think it's it's probably the hardest game out of the three. Uh, yeah, Austria. They were the what? No, Denmark were the top seeds actually, weren't they? Austria, second seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, second seeds. There was talks of them not being able to play their Bundesliga players, which is uh, they are able to play them now. They're able to come into the country, uh, which is obviously you want um, uh, every team to to be able to play their best player. That's, that's only fair. No, you um, don't want you don't want false sort of. So um, hopefulness. But I do. I do still feel like we we have enough to. To better them, we can um, definitely challenge them a hundred percent. They don't. Um, they've got a few world class players in there, but I'd say so. Do we? We've got. So. Are they both left back? Um, I think if we're talking about the game, um, I think this one's a, a, a no brainer to to stick with the system we were playing before the system we know, um, and play good players. So play the five. Play play the f- three slash five, yeah. however it pans out. Um, it's who you play in the positions. So I think for me, Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney walk straight into that 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 defence. Yeah. Where where you play him is is I'm assuming it'll be Tierney at centre half. Up to you. Yeah. I imagine it'll be Tierney at centre half and Robertson at wing back. They, they, they... In the system, previous like the in November and October, the, in the previous uh, called up, uh, they were working that system well. Where when one was going forward, the other one would cut back and stay back, and then it allowed for both of them to fire down the wing and get crosses. Oh, in. it was almost it was almost like they were both playing left back quite a lot of the time. Yeah. I know, I know, you you're bound to get that when you're playing like these easier e- easier teams, but. Um, certainly seem seem to work for us. Next to them in the centre of the defence, I, I would probably put Scott McKenna in there. Myself, anyway. I don't know about you guys. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd probably go Scott McKenna and Jack Hendry. Yeah, Scott McKenna Jack yeah. Hendry would be my... I'd be in cl- I'd, Jack Hendry seems to play quite a lot in the, the as a central midfielder because... That that that's the midfielder where they get the ball, they can play a pass out to the wing back or straight through the middle. So I feel feel like you might deploy him there because he is a ball playing centre half. I would say you want your ball playing centre half at the at the left and right side of the defence. Um, well, that's what um, McTominay was playing in that right centre back position. He was a ball playing, and uh, Tierney as well. When he's playing in that position, he is the True. one who get the ball and move it forward. I think I think it's tough though because if you've got um, if you've got a centre centre uh, half, at least you can push out. Whereas, um, like if you've got one in the right, he's asking, he's gonna have to shift to the. Well, yeah, well, I think when one pushes, I think the, it, right, it, the the defence moves over. In general, moves like a a four whenever. Anything yeah, I, that's what I think. If you're, I think Kieran Tierney is the one that's gonna run. He's gonna make shifts up the pitch. Um. Scott McKenna is just a big lump. He he's your he's your big boy. He's your big bad boy. And, yeah, I feel like um, McKenna. Jack Jack Hendry's the pretty boy. Jack Hendry's Hendry's the pretty boy, and he also he can play a pass reasonably well. So 
um, that that your standard three at the back um, centre halves. To be honest, yeah, well, right back, right back. Um, <laughs> who are you playing? I think it's got to be O'Donnell. To be honest, I'd... does that have to be? Although he's ha- he has had some good games in in the Scotland shirt. I just I've always preferred him over Palmer. Oh. I think um, Palmer's one that for me oh, I'm just sick of seeing I'm him. sick of seeing them both like just whenever uh, that's true but, but but out of the out of the two I'd, I'd agree with Craig I'd be playing O'Donnell I think it's I, like, I think he I think he offers a bit more I think it's like picking which bloke steals your wife to be honest I think it's a horrible choice true but I think uh, I, exactly. personally I think that O'Donnell offers it's, a bit it's, more it's a sh- it's a shame we don't have a right back who's capable of playing. That that was. Yeah, we've been there. We're talking. He's, he's only played half the games. season. Um, only played half a season, unfortunately, so he doesn't get in my squad. And well, he's had he's had European in, experience, in, unlike some. In midfield, so in midfield to, with the uh, absence of right. Could you shut the fuck up? We've talked about this about eight times. <laughs> no, Jeez. Never spoke about in midfield, player. in fucking midfield. In. In place of Ryan Jack, um, I think uh, midfield's a fucking absolute bitch to choose from these players. By the way, um, I feel like two. Um, I feel like Mc- Scott McTominay. McTominay I think. I think he, yeah, McTominay, McGregor, and, and then uh, what? Probably, pro- if you're talking talking your best, I think it's Christine McGinn. That's Christy McGinn, but Armstrong has always had a very good season. That's the thing. It yeah. has, yeah. Again, it's a tough choice, and I wouldn't want to be the manager. But that's in you know, Tommy McGregor, and then in front of them, you you basically a toss up between Armstrong, Christy, and McGinn. I'm sure they will all get a run out at some point um, mm-hmm. over the week. I just uh I'd, I'd hate to be Steve Clark. It's always good when you you've got that competition between places, and it's not like the right back where it's competition between two players that you maybe not so good but it's like striker players that you can you want you want you want to see all three of those players playing but obviously with the balance of the team you can I, I can't wait I think for me it's got it, shots. I think yeah well if, if we're playing that system I think it's going to be Scott McTominay and McGregor sort of next to each other and then I've said recently that Ryan Christie is not a ten, so um, John McGinn's got to start at that sort of attacking midfield position for me. Yeah, I've got well, to agree with you about that. I would say um, when McGinn's been playing, McGinn played a lot deeper in um, Aston Villa, uh, but like you, you could have like the not the having an out and out ten, but having. McGregor, uh, McTominay, and McGinn in the middle because they are all mm-hmm. workhorses. Of all, all three of them will go up and down that pitch, like, and do what they need to do in both boxes. Yeah, it, it it's just anything to avoid Ryan Christie at number ten or in behind strikers or just it. He's been it, it's been what he's been doing at Celtic recently as well. He's been playing. They're not allowed to shoot. Sort, of, sort of that that. Uh, exactly, like recent, like recently, he has been playing a bit deeper. David Turnbull's been playing like ten, and all he's been allowed to do is pass the ball. He's not been 
good. Like pick it up at the edge of the box and hit a stupid shot. He does have what is it, two point seven percent shots and target this season. I don't think he's can ever be, been a good shooter. Be I think he's always been a fantastic passer. But can't be too is. harsh on the guy because you've got to remember that it was his goal that um that and oh, yeah. got us here. I mean, he has like, scored. He True. That scored against. Yeah, he scores goals occasionally. But he's not. He's not starting for me. Um, and then. I'd probably be playing two strikers. Well, you are um, two strikers, and you play one striker with two in behind. I would say, like. Mm-hmm. But I well, Trey Adams when he plays, he plays with another striker alongside him. Yeah. Um, Lyndon Dykes is is look quite comfortable with another striker beside him for Scotland. Trey Adams, you know, um, really plays like that. that... Big man, small man striker because he's alongside Danny Ings. It's two runners. They, they seem to be kind of similar. Very similar. Strikers. Yeah, it's two. two I, I think it would be an interesting one to see, but. So it would be one um, where maybe Che Adams and Nisbet could work well together because it, it. Maybe. It's similar to Hibbs' setup, isn't it? I think for this first game, you don't want to. Yeah. For this first game, I don't think you want to go for for the for the two new, new guys. I think. Yeah. I think I, think I want to start Che Adams because. Well, this we've is, all seen what he can do. He plays in the Premier League. He scores goals in the Premier League. He's been good this season, and um, I think it's just a, it's a toss up for the other position. But I think I'm starting Lyndon Dykes. Um, out of all of them, to be honest. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably agree with you. But Chi Adams, he's not exactly small either. So you could do the big no, man, small true. man with him and the likes of Fraser. But you've also you've also got running. the like. Like you just said, you've got the op- option to play McTommy McGregor and then McGet, uh, M- M- yeah, McTommy McGregor and then McGinn and Christie and then Che Adams like as a solo striker with those two behind them, which is which would also be a, a viable option for us to play. Yeah, or Armstrong instead of McGinn or Christie because obviously true, uh, yes. Southampton connection as well will would come come through. Um. If we're talking about a different system, um, uh, we're talking about a different system. Um, a four at the back. Do you think um, Scotland would be suited to a four at the back formation? It's a tough one because I don't feel like playing Tierney in a centre half and a four at the back situation works. I think, that's um, right. I think he's one of those players where it's just. It's almost impossible for him to drop. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like Matt just said, if if you if we play a four at the back, I mean, Kieran Tierney at the right back, probably, possibly, or maybe maybe rest Andy Robertson. I mean, Liverpool haven't exactly been scintillating this season. But yeah, I'm sure, I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if we played a four at the back where Tierney got a chance to play left back, but um, I'd also, I think they might, um, he might. Play Greg Taylor in one of the games as well. So true. He, oh. Yeah, he's in there. He's left back. So yeah, he'd probably get that. Um, when you middle game, when you do have three games in such a short period of time, most of the time, mo- most of the outfield players will get used. It's it's some way or another. Um, I think it, the the midfield's really the question if you're playing a four at the back because you can't really play. Well, you could, I suppose, but the option of playing wide's not. Really massively there. Um, like, you could you could play Fraser on the left and Christie on the right. Um, yeah, I, I know. Can see that. that in my opinion, that seems to be quite a 
a similar um, situation to um, to what Rangers play in that point. Um, whereas mm-hmm. they're like Christie um, playing out in the wing would be a similar situation to Hadji playing out in the wing where they're probably more suited for that central role but um, they can go out in the wide and then Fraser and another wing would um, I, I, I wish um, James Tavernier was Scottish because I think he'd do bits in that um, Oh well, team. here's some news for you He's not Well he's not That's a fact He's not Scottish. See if he was. Um, but if he was, yeah. you know, if only, you know, That's if only Anton Edward wasn't French, we could have called him up. Um. Yeah. So we spoke about that. Um, the three games, Austria. Um, Matt, what were you thinking in terms of win, lose, or draw? Um. I think we'll draw. I mean, we'll get a, I'm going with the, the Billy Kirkpatrick one each. That's what I think. Mm. Um, Craig Jink will, will win, lose, or draw? I feel like we always do start campaigns well. Um, it always seems like we start campaigns well anyway, so I, I'm going to go for a win. A win? Bill, I want to be optimistic, but the the realist and pessimist in me is, um, I, I think Austria are just too strong for us. I think we'll lose. Um, I also am going to agree with Bill. I think they're just that step above. Um, I'd really like to see us win, but I was talking to someone the other day who who thinks um we've set up to not lose at the moment um, but I think it's going to be a real tough game um, and I think we'll come out of it drawing um, but we, we, we've got the potential to win it just depending on how, how players turn up and how they play um, Faroe Islands, Matt um, Yeah I think if, look, if, we, if, if we can't win that game then I mean it would be very Scotland of us to win the first game and then not win that game but I still think that we'll have enough to beat the Faroe Islands. Yeah, I think that would be the ideal start. Um, yeah, I've got to agree there. I, I win and hopefully it's a good good um, game for to have Chi Adams in for, get his, get his first hat trick. confidence up for future games. Get his first hat trick. Double hat trick. I think it, it. this might be a unanimous... Um, <laughs> Win. Everyone, everyone in agreement here. I think we'll win. I don't think. I don't think it'll be as you know a five six. No, I don't think so. I think you know. I think that's quite disrespectful to the Faroe Islands. I think out the the pot five teams, pot six teams, um, the Faroe Islands are one of the strongest out the out the group. (laughs) What? Um, I think Scotland will you know scrape a victory, two nil. I would say. Okay, you're off your fucking rocker. Drew, are you in agreement that we'll win? Uh, I agree, though. Yeah, I think if we don't win, serious questions would have to be asked. Yes, exactly. Like, I, I, I think we, we should be talking a, a serious scoreline here. Um, yeah, wins across the board there, I think. And finally, um, Israel. Where is the Israel game? 
I don't know because Israel's not a country, it's in, so it's, it's going to be a difficult, difficult one to play. In Israel. Israel, if anybody knows where that is, feel free to let us know. Um, but I don't. I think, I think it's um, I think I think it's they they stole land off a country called Palestine. I think we're turning this into some sort of political podcast. Um, if the more times that we play Israel, I seem to get less confident that we'll beat them. So I I'd take a. Sunday, Sunday. Mass having a door, a draw. Oh, a door. Um, I'm sure Craig's just going to say one again. <laughs> we'll get them all. I'm sorry between a win and a draw. But, um, <laughs> I'm sorry between a win and a draw, but I do think we would have beat Israel the last time if uh, our players weren't still steaming from uh, the Serbia game. And I think they'll be going out for revenge in that most recent one. And they will come out victorious again. Three wins, bang. Qatar World Cup, here we come, baby. No, I think I think we'll win this one. Billy thinks we'll lose. No, I think we'll, we'll, win. we'll win. I think, wow. Yeah, I think this is the game that I think you know. Israel are. A, I think the third game will be, you know, the players have bonded well together. I think confidence should be high. Af, um, you know. Confidence should be high with the team bonding. Okay. Can we just clarify that Israel game is the second game? It is the second. I know it's the second game. I know. I, I almost the second game. The third I almost, game will be bonded. Yeah, but the third game will be. That's why I think. <laughs> but the Fairgrounds are a strong team. Um, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think we'll beat Israel. I don't think Israel put. You know, we were hammered the last time we played them. I don't think they posed too many problems. They got one or two. I don't think it was quite players. that extreme. Um, no, no, hammered. We were hammered, as in the players were hammered. Not us as the yeah, team. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think it was quite that extreme that we were that drunk. Um, but yeah, apart from Zahavi, um, uh, yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll go Scotland win. I think Scotland will win. And two sure, nil, two one. Go, go win. No, I'm not going to go win. Um, I reckon oh. it'll be quite cagey, and I think it'll be a one-all draw. Well, he's been very pessimistic. I'm very upset, I mean, very disappointed. You say pessimistic, um, but it's, uh, it's quite realistic. Still, no point to loss. But you said we'd lose against Austria. Yeah, no we... points lost for the three game. <laughs> All right, I, I thought you meant in, so, out over yeah, the three still games. Points lost. I mean, well, yeah, Israel have gave us a decent game every game we've played against them recently. I think this time's going to be different because we've got two Adams. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah, I I I think we'll win that game. I think we have to win win that game. Um, to put some respect on our names. That's um, Scotland covered. So, we'll 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 jump uh, back in time. Um, the land time forgot. The Scottish Cup was back last night, and boy, <laughs> was it a good one. Um. Congratulations to Craig for fucking hacking the, the predictions. You're welcome. Um, fucking what? Um, yeah, it's we all know it's the cup. Doesn't um, count. Th- Thirty-one. Yeah, that's true. We should have, we should have done a separate spreadsheet for uh, the cup yeah. to be fair for the predictions. Count. Thirty-one points in that. Um, Billy with twenty-three is celebrating that one quite. I was celebrating a goal in one of the qualifying. Dur with nineteen. Matt was seventeen and me with ten. Um, maybe next time I won't. I won't be. Won't, won't push the boat out so far. Um, 
But yeah, um, the shock result, the the cup set. Um, I know Hearts did manage to get a goal. That was quite of an upset. Well, well, yes, the massive upset was the fact that Hearts scored through a centre-half. Um, but Hearts lost 2-1 to Brora Rangers, um, who are like, what, four leagues below them or something? Brora Rangers, man, honestly. I, I mean... We'll just take this moment to say... Um, ha ha to Hearts. Um, now, if you're a Hearts fan listening, I'm sure you, I'm sure you can understand that. Um, it's just funny. That's funny to to everyone in Scottish football. If you're a Hearts fan and you don't laugh, you're just gonna have to cry yourself to sleep. So that's the only option. I mean, have. if you're a Hearts fan and you're not laughing at the state of that 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 club right now, then I mean, what what are you doing? I have I have two things to say on the results. Number one, um, I, you know. Brora internally were not surprised by the beating of um of Hearts. They they seemed quite confident and they were they were confident they were going to win and they proved themselves right. Uh, my second point is that I think we as a, a as a podcast or those that disagreed with my good friend Craig Rigger, um, we owe him an apology. Uh, several weeks ago, he said that Hearts were. A bang average team, and sorry, no, no, I agreed with Craig on that. I, I, I agreed with Craig on that. I disagreed, and uh, I'll admit I got it wrong. I think we I got apology. it wrong, and you know what, Craig? I think we want apology to the only person that I predicted won't... this. No, well, no Matt, you don't get anything. No, no, okay, I, go to sleep. I, my point is that I disagreed with Craig that Hearts are a bang average team. I got it wrong. They are nothing more than bang average. They're not even bang average at all. Mm, yeah, well, a bang average manager. Um, well, that was hilarious. Um, I don't think, yeah, there's not really much else to say. I mean, I I was shocked, but at the same time, like it's just funny. They also cost me cost me a lot of bet. So should be better than Hearts, along with Annan and uh, Peter. Should not be better than Hearts at any point. Matt, it was Hearts against Brora Rangers. They should have won. I told you, I said one Um. Just quickly, um, before we end, we will talk about. He's shown us a nil-nil there. <laughs> um, we will, we will, we will just. Um, there is uh, domestic football at the weekend. There's five championship games. Um, quickly the predictions before we leave. Hearts, Queen of the South, Craig. <laughs> well, I think it'll be more misery for Robbie and the boys. And I'm going to go 6-0 Queen of the South. 1-0 Queen of the South. 6-0 Queen of the South. Locked in. Billow. Billow. Oh, fuck, uh, Billy. Again. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for my traditional pick of a score draw. one all. The mere Jura. Jura, you're next. Sure. Yeah, I know. I was just, I thought it was Matt. Um, sorry for that. Um, I'm going to say 1 0 for Hearts. I, I also like, Matt, is you I do on. think Hearts will bounce back and win. So I'm, I'm going to go 8 0 Hearts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, well, they have to. If they don't, then um, they should just fold the entire mm. football club. So, three one to Hearts. 
I look forward to um, five o'clock on Saturday when uh, when Hart of Middleton fold and uh, no longer exist. We all look forward to it. Inverness or both? Yeah, I think Inverness they've um, they've actually managed to start winning some games. So oh, well done! I think they will continue that. I think it's going to be two one to Inverness. Uh, Bill, I'm going to go for a score draw one one. Course, um, sure. I'm going to say one nil to Inverness. I'm going to join my colleague Bill with a one one each draw. Yes, that's five um, points. I think, I think. At least the um, closest to me at the table. So hold on. Or both, or both are gonna, or both are gonna nick this one, one nil. Aloha Air, how many nil to Aloha, guys? Hopkin ball, here we go, four nil Air. Hopkins balls. That's a bit, of a, bit of a weird thing to want to see, mate. Bill, one each. No, I'm gonna go for Aloha Athletic one. Air United five, fucking. Um, score draw. It's, no, it's not going to be. Um, I'm going to say Air will win two one. One nil Air. Matt, one draw. nil Air. Um. Okay. Well, I'll give you the score draw in this game. Who each? Wraith Morton. Um, Morton. They've played a tough 120 minutes against them for one there. I think they'll come into this game quite leggy. And uh, I'll see Wraith win 2-0. Uh, I'm going to go for score draw 1-1. Yep, of course you are. Um, I'm going to sure. say Wraith will win 2-0. Uh, Wraith 2-1. Oops. Yep. I've also put down 2-1 for Wraith and I put it down before Matt said it so We're on the same wavelength. just in case he says that I'm copying him um, and finally Dundee Dunfermline the D Derby what all uh, I'll go for 1-0 Dunfermline ooh, ooh, I'm going to say 4-2 to Dundee uh, th- this is a one all. Um, um, I've got um, two nil Dundee. Um, congratulations to Craig for predicting. I think it was Craig anyway for predicting that Bill would just say one all for all the games. You're close, close, buddy. You tried. Three the games. We we will be back on Monday uh, to discuss the championship fixtures at the weekend, um, and then again next Thursday to do our a roundup of all the Scotland action and we'll come back and there will be nine points uh, down at the top of the table yep um, so if you'd like to say your goodbye till, till Monday Matt yep hope everyone enjoys the international break and good luck Scotland Jerry, if you'd like to say your goodbye um as always, um, I doubt anyone's made it this far, but if they have, um, thanks for listening. Billy. Bedankt voor het lusterin, veel geluk voor Scotland morgen, good night. Thank you. Craig. It seems like uh, Billy's been practicing that one all day to try and get that right. Yes. Um, all, all I'm going to say is... Slow day at the bank. Yes, sir. I can boogie. And good night.
I thought he wasn't going to say goodbye there. Um, That's just that. we, we will be back. Um, hopefully, we'll be some we'll be we'll be we'll be some happy faces. Um, we'll all be looking at come next next Thursday. But good luck to Scotland and stay safe, everyone. Good night. Goodbye. God bless. Thank you.